Hello and welcome to the Cat Master Chronicles. We have exciting, interesting and powerful stories from cat owners about well-being. I'm your host, Michelle Adams, the founder of Chatty Cats Care, a professional cat sitting company. Join me as I dive deep into conversation with cat owners about their individual journeys. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode. This episode is brought to you by Chatty Cats Care, London's professional cat sitting company. Hello and welcome to the Cat Mash Day Chronicles episode 13. This week we are joined by Jane Layton from Cork in Ireland. She's a small business owner of Kitch to the Core, a handmade jewellery business. Jane is very talented and creates beautiful pieces from reclaimed fabric and stainless steel. Jane and I were actually colleagues at a London-based jewellery store called Links of London, so it's great that Jane is making her own now. If you're looking to buy Christmas gifts from small local businesses this year, check out Jane's collection on Depop. But Jane's creativity doesn't stop there. She's also a very talented face painter and makeup artist. I've seen her work and it looks brilliant in comparisons to my efforts as I can barely get a winged eyeliner right. She's also a cool cat mum to two adorable kitties called Una and Lou and it's clear they get a lot of TLC from their humans. So thank you very much for joining us today Jane. Could you please tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself? Hi, Michelle. Thank you so much for inviting me to be on the podcast. I'm really happy to be talking to you today. You're Um, welcome. (laughs) So um, to start, I guess, a little bit about me. I am 31. Um, I'm from Cork, uh, County Cork in Ireland. And so just to let you guys know, Michelle and I, as she said already, we worked together many years ago. um, (laughs) And that's how we got to know each other. So I, I've been home in Ireland for the past uh, about six years now, um, and I live with my parents at the moment. And we have two doughty little cats, and we have a dog as well. And I, I'm working part time as a social care worker, and then in my spare time, I like to make jewellery. So that's kind of in a nutshell. <laughs> Thanks for that, Jane. So I can't wait to hear more about the jewellery. When I discovered you created jewellery pieces, I was really impressed and I wanted to find out more. So how and why did you decide to start this new venture? Well, like, to be honest, it kind of started during lockdown. Um, I had been doing a course. I, w- I was hoping to work in social care um, and I'd been doing a course um, and I was supposed to be doing work experience in April and then of course um, the pandemic happened and I couldn't do my work experience so I kind of just started playing around with some bits and pieces that I had at home just to pass the time really um, and then I also was trying to um, I start, I set up a Depop account just to sell kind of some clothes and stuff I had mm-hmm. um, it was kind of it started off as kind of like a way of kind of decluttering to be honest with you um, and then I had so many beautiful pieces like I collected over the years, a lot of vintage pieces um, some links of London pieces that I just wasn't wearing as much. And I just thought like, you know, they sh- they need to go to a home that's going to use them. So that's kind of how it started. Um, and then I started, I decided to, I love Etsy. I'm obsessed with Etsy. Mm. And so. I started buying like some materials on there to make like earrings and uh, bracelets and necklaces. Um, And then I kind of looked around and saw, because obviously it was only online shopping back then during the lockdown. So I kind of had a look around and saw like, "Hmm, what can I make into jewelry? That's going to (laughs) like maybe look, look cute. Um, So the first thing I kind of found this old jigsaw that I had, it's definitely from, the 90s I'd say um okay. it was this big saw that like my parents never like threw out belonged to my brother and I um 
And so I kind of like went through it and found kind of the nicest pieces that there were, the colors were nice or they, there were cute little illustrations on them. Mm-hmm. And like, I love kind of mismatched jewelry. I just think, I think for earrings as well, I think it's kind of quirky if you have like mismatched earrings. Yeah. You get me? So um, I made a pair of earrings from these jigsaw pieces um, and I decided to make like a few more. So those were kind of the first pieces that I made um, for, made myself. Yeah. And I kind of just thought, this is really fun. I'm going to see what else I can do. So that's kind of how it started. And then from there, it just kind of developed. Once the lockdown ended, then I was able to like go out and, you know, have a look in little shops and see if I could find, you know, old jewellery, vintage jewellery mm. that, you know, maybe needed like a new lease of life or just needed a little bit of tender loving care because a lot yeah. of stuff was broken that I found. So um, I love kind of like, for example, taking a broken bracelet and making like rings from it or earrings mm. from it. And that's kind of how things started. So, yeah. Mm, I really love that idea. And I love that one of your first pieces was with the jigsaw pieces. And I'm thinking now in my mind about different designs and things that I would like to wear. And those earrings sound like something I would actually really love. Um, I always really like quirky items and things that you can't find in shops and things that aren't manufactured. I love really cute, unique pieces. I feel like now people are embracing nostalgic feels in terms of fashion and things going back to how fashion was back in the 90s, for example, or before, especially in London, in areas like Brick Lane. Um, And Etsy is also one of my favourites, too. I love that it gives a platform to people that make you know, hand make things and it's definitely a good place to shop this year, especially with Christmas coming up and it's the place to be if you want to support small businesses. Yeah, yeah. it's like, um, you know, the whole, the 80s and the 90s are really like, fashion wise, they're really big at the moment and I think people are getting very like nostalgic for like, you know, things Mm -hmm. that we had like when we were growing up. So like, I grew up in the 90s, more or less, and the noughties, I suppose. And yeah. cartoons and TV shows, like the Rugrats and yeah. the And I keep seeing, like, all over, like, Depop and Instagram, people are, like, painting, like, Lisa Simpson on their, like, denim jackets. And it's just so cool. Yeah. It's, like, creative. And people are... I love how people are, like, expressing themselves, like, through their fashion and through their, you know, their accessories and... I think it's it's a great time now for people to, uh, you know, just express their individuality, I suppose, really. 100%. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, yeah, I think it's about time that we also start to be creative and make our own things or upcycle old clothing. When you were saying that this whole idea started during lockdown, when you started to have a clear out, I completely related to that and I think a lot of people can as well because you find things that you don't even realise you have and then you're like, oh, I didn't know I had that. (laughs) Then you can give it this whole new lease of life again and it's almost like getting something completely new again. I think as well it made me realise and I I know a lot of people have said this about lockdown, it's like you realise that you don't actually need a lot of material things Mm -hmm. in the day to day like we all you know with this whole thing of fast fashion and you know they all the advertisements saying you know you need to be buying new outfits every week you kind of realize you actually have a lot of clothes that you know are enough like you don't need new outfits every week and even just like swapping clothes or buying secondhand clothes like that's one thing I've kind of tried to be doing as much as I can um just for the environment as well and just in terms of like all the exploitation as well that's happening with all the the big fashion companies I'm very much conscious of trying to shop small where possible shop secondhand where possible so 
Yeah, that's what I'm all about. Yes, me too. I think a lot of people feel the same and they're becoming more aware about fast fashion and the conditions that some people are working in. And the materials of some of the big online fashion giants aren't even that great. I would rather invest in something that I knew was good quality, perhaps a handmade piece that I knew would last and also be unique. You know it's something different, like you're not going to walk down the street and see 10 other people wearing it. Exactly, exactly. So do you have any favourite pieces at all that you've made? I'm guessing it might be the puzzle pieces or do you have something else that you really like? Um, So I think... My favourite probably would be, um, so I had these like handbags that they, I actually, they were almost brand new because I'd say I wore them once. They were kind of, you know, like a night out bag mm-hmm. that you wear, but like, I can't even remember the last time I was in a pub or a club. Nah, so they were yeah. literally just sitting there and, but the, the, it was like a fake leather, kind of mm-hmm. um, like a snake print on one of them yeah. and a kind of a, like a cow print I guess on black kind of a leather effect on the other so I was okay. like hmm what can I do with these so I decided to like play around with cutting shapes out of those um mm-hmm. and I ended up making these like lightning bolt shapes and like making like turning them into earrings and yeah. they were they were one of the first like pairs that like I actually sold to someone I didn't know so I was like oh my god someone actually <laughs> likes them and they want to buy them and spend their money and I was I was just so like chuffed about it you know Um, and then like I still had more material from bag so I started like messing around and like painting them and making different shapes and so then uh it was actually my cousin Kevin shout out to Kevin he Mm -hmm. asked me to make um like a few different shapes just like he actually came up with the ideas and I love that because it's like he he had a vision in his head of what he wanted Mm. he told me and then I did my best to kind of like recreate it and so what we ended up was like these little lightning bolt snake print earrings drop earrings and we call them the um the parcel tongue earrings because i i don't Ah, know if anyone harry potter fan we were like (laughs) lightning bolt snake okay parcel tongue so yeah they're probably my favorite things that i've made and i actually ended up making a pair for myself and yeah i think i don't know they just they make me smile when i see them and when i wear them i just kind of you know they they kind of just give me a little a little boost ah lovely you'll have to send us a photo that I can post so we can all see them so what do you love best about being your own boss now and having the freedom of being able to create and actually sell things like you just mentioned somebody purchased the earrings and you didn't know them that must have felt amazing so how does that feel for you it really does like I kind of I pinch myself and even yesterday mm-hmm. I, I got really overwhelmed because like I posted something on my Instagram the other day and like I honestly I'm not doing this it's not about the money it's literally yeah. I just I just enjoy the whole process and I enjoy mm-hmm. talking to people and meeting people and um, like you know virtually meeting people I guess and um, yeah. but I sold my a pair of earrings that I put up on Instagram they like sold out really quickly like in a couple of hours and like that never happened to me before so I just got kind of overwhelmed and I was thinking gosh is this actually happening like (laughs) this it's people actually want to buy what I'm selling it just I don't know it, it took me a moment to kind of like digest it and then yeah I I just had to like post about it and say thank you to everyone because there's actually a lovely community on Instagram of small Mm -hmm. businesses and creative people and there's such a supportive kind of energy and everyone like you know gives each other encouragement and Mm -hmm. shares ideas and it's really nice um to be part of that little community so like I've connected with a lot of people in the past couple of months who I've never met them in person but like I feel like I could meet them in person and just sit down and have like a laugh with yeah because I feel like we've we've built up that like relationship yeah and um, so 
Yeah, I guess, I mean, because it's like personal to you, like obviously, you know, from working like for yeah. a company like Links of London or other brands or other mm-hmm. businesses, you know, there's a certain amount of, you can't really show your personality or you yeah. have to, there are guidelines that you have to stay within. And at the end of the day, you're not selling a product that maybe you're not really passionate about. Yeah. So I suppose when it's something that you've you've made or you've you've sourced, um like I suppose I love that I I can see if someone buys something that and they're happy with it. Like I love getting reviews where they're like, mm-hmm. oh my God, I love the the necklace I wore. And like I love when people take photos and send them. Mm-hmm. And I can see like they're actually enjoying wearing the jewellery. Like you don't get that I don't think in a big brand. Mm-hmm. Um so it's that kind of connection with the customers is lovely. And then you mm-hmm. when you have customers who come back um and they buy a gift or they buy something else and then they tell you oh everyone's complimenting me on my earrings or whatever and it's just really nice it just it makes me feel like oh I don't know it's hard to describe but I suppose that's one major thing but then as well obviously the fact that I can control my schedule I can work around the rest of my life which is amazing Mm -hmm. so um yeah I'd say to anyone who's considering like doing something like this or starting a blog or anything at all just go for it because you know you can actually you'd be you'd be amazed what you can achieve really if you put your mind to it 100% and just so right about the Instagram community because I think there's sometimes this negative connotation behind it sometimes you know people think that it can be quite a negative place and a lot of people maybe post for the wrong reasons um, and it just doesn't feel genuine sometimes but there are really nice people in there who are so supportive and just lovely to follow and like you said you can imagine becoming real friends with people you meet virtually because you think wow there's this kind of connection that you form and it feels genuine And even though you haven't actually met in real life, but there's these interactions that you have with people online and they really do feel meaningful. And when people really believe in you and your brand and engage with your posts and might even buy from you, whether it's a service or a product, it feels amazing. I do recommend if any of our listeners want to start a small venture or business, they could perhaps start by creating an Instagram account and building up a community from there. I think when people can see the face behind the brand, like you were saying with with some of the big companies that we worked for before, it just didn't feel personal, you know? You don't really know the person behind it and... If you do know the person behind it, they're completely unreachable. So I think it's important to show yourself. And I know of your Instagram account, Jane, that you also post photos of yourself so people can see you and they know who you are and know that you, you're a genuine person. And I think that's when customers and followers, followers can build that relationship with you as well. But They also know that their customer is supporting you to run your small business and to keep it going. And the pandemic has been obviously devastating for so many people. But in turn, a lot of people have been supporting small businesses now. So it's it's a good thing. So moving on, you also have another job. You work part-time as a care worker. So can you tell us a little bit more about that, Jane? Yeah, of course. Um, So I actually only started um, my job in June. So it's still fairly new. Yeah, so it's still fairly new, but I absolutely love it. Um, So basically, I work for a service that supports... um, young people who have been in the care system um from a very young age um so they've they've moved now from residential care um into sort of independent living and they're 18 most of them 18 19 yeah um and they so basically our role is to kind of support them and guide them through the transition 
um, from moving um, out of care into, so they're living, they're, they're renting flats basically. Um, yeah. And we, so, you know, it's essentially, a lot of it is kind of, um, it's almost like I feel sometimes like a big sister role um, mm. because a lot of the stuff um, that they're, they're, they're dealing with. So, you know, trying to maybe get into education or even just simple things that we take for granted of like how to, you know, sort out your, your bank account and pay your bills and, or even like, you know, budget and do a weekly shop, yeah. things like that, um, that they've never done before. Yeah. We're there to kind of help them with that. Um, and then, you know, obviously, they they will have mental health issues or physical health issues um, that we can help them with and kind of like guide them in the right direction of how to get support. Um, but a lot of the time it is, you know, it's a really fun job, I find, because the young people I work with are so hilarious. Um, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're like, I'm learning from them, like, really, because... Yeah they're so smart they're so funny um and I just it's just really fun to just hang out with them a lot of the time um yeah so like sometimes I kind of feel like oh is this actually my job like yeah. I'm hanging out with this like really cool person um and doing things together um so yeah I really I love it I absolutely love it oh brilliant yeah your job sounds quite similar to mine because I also work with children but as a nanny but it's the same in a sense that we are helping people, me helping little ones, you helping young people. And it's just so rewarding and it's lovely. And like you said, I actually learn so much from the little children I look after sometimes. I'm like, how do you even know this? Like, why don't I know this? <laughs> it sounds like a role that definitely suits you and your personality and what you want to do. Um, and I think those kind of roles, like making a difference to someone's life, which essentially you are doing, because you think these little interactions, you know, they might seem meaningless to us and quite small, but little things go a long way. And something as small as helping someone set up a bank account, like that's a huge thing to them. And they could be really grateful for that. So it sounds fantastic and I'm glad that there's that kind of support out there for care leavers. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. And I'm really, I, do you know what? I'm really grateful that I got the job and oh, I can't say enough about it. It's amazing. Oh, well, they chose the right person, Jane. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. What do you love most about your job? I know you've already spoken about a few things, but is there anything in particular that you really love about it? Um, I suppose like I think building the relationship with the person is kind of I suppose it's the most important part really but I enjoy it as well because you know everyone is so different and the way the way I work with one young person will be totally different to how I work with another young person and mm. just getting to slowly know you know, their their likes, their dislikes, how they like to be spoken to, how they don't like to be spoken to. Um, just, you know, because obviously it's a professional relationship, but at the same time, there is a degree of, you know, you have to be relaxed and informal when you're working with a young person in such yeah, a sort of definitely. a close way. Because, you know, I like I will go into their homes and I sleep over. Um, so you, there has to be a level of you okay. know, trust and you know, they have to be comfortable with me coming into their home. Um, yeah. And so just get kind of building that relationship is really nice because um, I suppose it's very important for them to to, to trust you and to feel at ease. Um, but at the same time, it's important for the workers to sort of know um, what makes that person tick. So it's like yeah. trying to gradually find out little bits of information through our conversations um, and it's really interesting just learning about you know everything that they've been through and just even just learning about like 
they're what they enjoy doing like I never knew about TikTok because I'm a granny like I'm 31 <laughs> and I I never like I had heard about this thing called TikTok but I, I know. didn't know what it was mm-hmm. and so then like one of the girls that I worked with she was constantly on TikTok I was like what are you actually doing <laughs> and she showed me and I was like oh my god that's so cool like and so like she loves like expressing herself through TikTok like she'll make these okay. amazing like really funny videos and stuff or like she'll do like a makeup video or whatever and I'm like oh my god that's so cool I want to learn how to do that yeah yeah, um, yeah. so yeah even just little things like that I love that I, I love that about the job just learning yeah learning about the other person really I suppose that sounds really cool and I guess you have to apply some of your own knowledge from going through your own personal experiences and I guess there is also a level of sociology and psychology when talking to a young person and having to pick up on certain cues on how they might be feeling in order to you know kind of get them the help that they might need long term. Um, I know you had previously mentioned to me that you had bouts of depression and anxiety before which is so common these days sadly and I especially feel with our millennial generation that a lot of people experience it so what changed for you when you decided to run your own business and get this new job in care work? So I guess um yeah like as you said I would have had you know I struggled with depression and anxiety for for years and years um and I guess in the past maybe two years I've really noticed a huge difference in my mental health and I think a lot of it was to do with um I guess I had like expectations of what I needed to be doing um Mm. based on I was kind of comparing myself to a lot of my peers who had you know secure permanent jobs they had they were buying houses they were getting married and I sort of felt kind of inferior because I wasn't doing any of those things um and then I realized you know like well I I suppose I got to the point where I just was really unhappy and burnt out in what I was doing but through like you know kind of therapy and just everything else that goes with it I kind of started to take a step back and kind of say let's go back to basics here now let's just focus on getting up every morning um spending time with family spending time with friends who actually make me feel good about myself um and taking the pressure of work off um so I took I took time out um I did a course which was fantastic it was it was sort of a rehabilitative course Mm -hmm. um for people who had suffered with mental health or physical disabilities where they had had to leave their jobs so it was I will say it was fantastic it um it got me back into a routine of getting up every morning going leaving the house going to a place and being around other people um and it was I met a fantastic group of people and I suppose slowly I I got my confidence back and also yeah. I suppose it kind of gave me and gave all of us the chance to sort of reevaluate okay what is it I actually like doing what am I good at what are my skills um as opposed to like what should I be doing based on everything I've done so far so kind of like open my mind to the possibility of like really you can do whatever you want to do in this life because it's your life and you know just go for it just just give it a go um and I suppose that kind of gave me the confidence to um, well, first of all, I knew I always wanted to sort of work in the caring side of things, but I just I just yeah. didn't think I had the qualifications, to be honest with you. I was kind of, you know, I had so many excuses in my head of like, oh, well, I can't drive. I, you know, I have no experience and I'm not, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm too emotional or whatever <laughs> that I wouldn't be able to do it. Um, and then... I suppose I just said, look, if I don't try it, I'll never know. I said, what's the worst thing that can happen? I try it. It doesn't work out. Then I'll just go back to the drawing board again. So this job kind of came along and I was honest with them. Look, I told them I have experienced mental health issues myself. Um, But at the end of the day, they kind of said, well, 
that's good because you'll be able to relate to some of the things that the clients are going through. Yeah. And, exactly. and I do think like that does help. Like, yeah. obviously, I, you know, you have to mind your own mental health and self-care and everything is important. Yeah. But, you know, being well at the moment, luckily, I am able to to do the job and to sort of to function in the job um, as best I can. So mm-hmm. the jewellery then was more of a sort of a I, I knew that, that I loved like I've always loved art and fashion and just, you know, visuals. I've always loved yeah. that. So I wanted something like a hobby almost, which it started out as a hobby and um, just to balance out the sort of the work, because I knew that if I didn't do that, I'd end up getting like totally engrossed in the job. So I think it's really nice to have the balance of like, so I do my work and then I come home and I do the jewellery. Um, so I see like the Instagram, the jewellery, that to me is fun. It's like, it's relaxing. It's kind of like mindfulness. Like sometimes I go yeah. up, I have this little like room in my parents' like garage. There's like a little yeah. room upstairs that I go up and that's where I do the jewellery. And I'll just put music on and spend a few hours just like experimenting and making Lovely. stuff. Mm. And I love it. It's just time for myself. And um, yeah, I suppose it's kind of, I suppose I would never have had the confidence to even set up an Instagram account before. Um, I would never have kind of posted pictures of myself. I would have been too self-conscious. But then I kind of got to the point just seeing other people, you know, posting things about themselves and posting Mm -hmm. about their mental health and their lives. And I love looking at other people's Mm -hmm. like, daily lives I love watching stories of people walking their dogs and all the stuff the daily stuff you know and I was like you know what I'm gonna do it if people don't want to watch it that's fine but I'm just gonna do it because it's fun to me and why not so that's kind of how it started and I've just kind of kept going with it now um yeah and I think I've actually kind of grown in confidence in a way because I know they say that like social media can be kind of damaging sometimes mm. um and it, beca- it can become about like you know people looking for popularity or looking for yeah. reassurance and stuff yeah. but I think if like if you're just being honest and posting about like your genuine self and not like trying to like portray a certain image then I think mm-hmm. it's I think it's okay I think it's actually a good thing um, no, yeah, and the people, the people I follow, like I, I genuinely will unfollow people lately. Who, like, if I go on and I'm following someone, and then I see something that, like, not that, like, it's not like about like cancelling anyone or whatever, but like sometimes mm. some accounts will kind of like make me feel bad about myself. Yeah, because let's say they might look a certain way, or their lifestyle is just so like different from mine and like it just Mm. makes me feel like oh no I don't want to look at that like I I might unfollow them for a while I may end up following them again but like I think it's just about like if something doesn't make you happy to be looking at then I think it's okay to just like mute or unfollow or hide notifications you know because it is so it is hard not to compare yourself to others and their lives and whatever yes it's all about self-care isn't it And by unfollowing people's accounts that don't make you feel good is a form of self-care because you know what's not good for you and what's not good for your mental health. Um, For example, when the BLM movement was first starting, I saw some people post quite negative things and I was quite shocked because I never thought that certain people might have these type of views and it was really upsetting And I ended up unfollowing quite a lot of people because of it. And I just didn't want to see that on my feed every day. So so it's completely healthy to unfollow people and you have to do what's right for you. I personally like to follow an account called The Good Quote. And they post really positive messages and uplifting things. And I love looking at posts like this. So I love to follow accounts like that, but also listening to podcasts like I know we have this podcast, of course, but I listen to quite a few others and that really helps me as well. It helps me to form a positive mentality and outlook. That's the reason why I created my own podcast and 
I also wants to give people a platform to speak about what they're doing and I love to speak I love to speak to people that inspire me and who I feel could have something really positive to say and inspire other people. So that's the reason why I wanted to start a podcast as well. But with your job, it sounds like you've got a really good balance of two jobs that you really enjoy. And it it's really important to me as well. I had the same kind of feeling as you, Jane, where I'm in my early 30s as well. I was thinking, OK, people are starting to get married. They're having kids. They're buying property. And I'm like living at home still. <laughs> And rent prices are ridiculous here. Like, will I ever be able to afford to move out or um, let alone get a mortgage? But then you realise, you know, what I'm actually doing right now. I'm so content with what I'm doing. I might not be able to, like, make lots of money right now, but I genuinely love what I do. I love cats. I love cat sitting. And I'm doing this podcast as a hobby and not getting paid for it. But it's all out of passion, really. And those things come above money. I mean, what do we ultimately want in life? Happiness, you know? You can buy material things and that's great. But ultimately, the biggest thing you can achieve in life is real happiness. So I think a lot of people can definitely relate to everything you said. I was sitting here nodding my head like, yep, yep, (laughs) I can relate to that for sure. Is there any advice you can give to someone who might be experiencing the same things we were talking about? Yeah, um, I would say don't be afraid to fail um, because I know it sounds so corny, but sometimes through failing, um, you actually learn more about yourself and it's it's not the end of the world if you fail at something it just means that there's something else coming around the corner um it might not be straight away but like in time something better will come along because yeah I think just give yourself a bit of slack and another thing I suppose I think someone said this to me before I can't remember where I heard it but like when you're having like a negative day and you're thinking negatively about yourself and you're you know you're feeling like you're giving out to yourself basically um Mm. scolding yourself as I I think you'd say in England um (laughs) about something you did or something you didn't do just say to yourself would you speak like that to your best friend or would you say Mm. that to your best friend if they had done what you did or they didn't do what you did and it's just about like being compassionate to yourself as well um And I know it's not easy, but over time, if you kind of practice it, it gets easier. Um, so, yeah, that's that's kind of what I would say to someone. That's a great piece of advice. Yeah. Thank you for that, Jane. So I happen to know that you're quite talented with makeup. So can you tell us a bit more about that? Is it a hobby or a passion? How did that all start? Yeah, um, well, it is. I suppose it's always been a kind of a a passion and interest. I've always loved Mm. um, like seeing people like, you know, experimenting with makeup. And um, I know I don't really wear like I don't wear makeup every day at all. But I always enjoyed um, doing makeup on other people. Um, especially if someone didn't wear makeup like I had a, like a few friends who like never wore makeup and then like just doing makeup on them and seeing their reaction I love that um, but also like I think makeup is great for like expressing you know your personality um, so yeah I think like again it was kind of a case of I kind of was a bit unhappy in my last job um, and I was trying to find something to do on my days off that I kind of enjoyed sort of something creative so um I I basically just started playing around with it and watching lots of YouTube videos uh lots of tutorials and yeah it was just a bit of fun really and then I did it you know kind of for a few friends and things like that um just if they had an event I would love to do their makeup um yeah it's, I mean it's still something that I I love to do 
like I'll always do my mum's makeup if she's going somewhere um okay. yeah it's it's not like I still I follow so many different like Instagram accounts and they do the most mm. amazing like creative looks and I just I don't have the patience because oh, oh my god like they they spend hours and hours yeah, yeah. um so yeah for me now it's more of a like I love to watch other people okay. um and I love like flicking through my Instagram feed and seeing all these like amazing like pieces of art like that people put on their faces um but yeah no I do think I think makeup like it's it can be great for like if you if you feel like you need a little bit of a, a lift just buying like a new lipstick or something I think that's so like I still will will get a little pick me up from buying like a new lipstick even if I don't wear it I just like to buy it yeah, um, I know. Yeah, I, I I love makeup. <laughs> and there's so much cruelty free makeup out there now, and I'm just loving that as well. Um, oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. Ever since I I started like having like ever since I got the cats, basically, I've become yeah. more aware of that. Um, and definitely like there are so many brands and like a lot of affordable brands as well. It's not just like the really expensive ones, which is yeah. amazing. So like yeah. It's it, it's it's much easier to buy products that are cruelty free, which is amazing. It is. Um, are there any inspirations in terms of makeup or jewelry that you have? I suppose I I really like um, the sixties. I suppose the colorful clothing that they used to wear, mm-hmm. and the fifties. I've always loved that kind of like nineteen fifties pinup kind of look. Yeah. you know like the red lipstick and yeah. the kind of the floral patterns and the color like the bright colors I love bright colors um mm-hmm. and then as well I I I actually kind of am obsessed with like cartoons as well from like the 90s and you know like I love <clears throat> Hey Arnold I'm obsessed with Hey Arnold yeah. I've just sorted <laughs> I've just there's this really talented um guy um Owen is his name and he makes earrings um in he's in Ireland and I've just ordered uh, a pair of earrings that he made especially for me and um, hey Arnold is on one and Helga the character yeah, the girlfriend. Uh, yeah she's on the yeah, other one yeah is that yeah. his girlfriend I can't remember yeah I think. yeah 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 yeah, yeah, I love yeah. football head. So I can't wait to wear them. I know I'll probably get a few funny looks as I'm walking downtown wearing them. No. But I just oh yeah, I love them. Um yeah, and just generally I think anything vintage or um like I suppose just the kind of the glamour of like, you know, mm. the nineteen thirties, nineteen fifties. Um yeah, just just the kind of the like opulence and I don't even know if that's how you pronounce that word yes it is opulence it's just beautiful I love that era I just feel like people really took their time with their hair and makeup and they looked amazing all the time I mean how do we even have time I barely have time to brush my hair let alone I know know. (laughs) that That is so true (laughs) oh god yeah, yeah I totally agree so what do you foresee going forward with Kitsch to the Core? So, like, I'd really like to sort of focus on, um, like, upcycling as much as I can. Mm. So I'd like to use, like, reuse items, I suppose, um, as yeah. opposed to buying new materials to make. Like, obviously, I'm going to be using brand new, like, earring hooks and things like that, just for hygiene. Um yeah. But yeah, I think I'd like to sort of maybe I, I am actually going to be doing a, a course in fashion upcycling, just an evening course and um, in the next couple of weeks. So I'm excited to see what I learned there. And maybe I might start making some like accessories or maybe some like pieces of clothing from like old pieces of clothing that I have or, you know, from mm. secondhand clothing. So, yeah, that's kind of the direction that I'm kind of moving in I might I might start making some stuff out of clay um I know cool. like polymer clay jewelry is really popular at the moment and there's like yeah. amazing stuff out there so I probably won't uh, make that much 
because there's already amazing stuff there to be bought. Um, but I kind of just like the idea of maybe making a few little Christmassy stuff um, just for fun um, seeing yeah. how they turn out. Um, but yeah, I think I'll just focus on like um, the upcycling and the reworking. Um, yeah, like, I mean, to be honest with you, it's not I'm not trying to like grow the business or anything like that. Yeah. I'm literally just ticking along if people want me to make something, I'll make something. Yeah. Um, and I, I like that. I think that's, that's it's organic. It's, it's fun. It's yeah. organic. Exactly. It is. Yeah, organic. It is. So for example, today I found lots of things. So I'm doing a clear out and I found a few jewelry pieces that I have, but I really loved them. And some of them are broken, but I've kept them because I always hoped that I would be able to fix them. But I'm really not good at that. So if I send them to you, is that something you could help with? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Like, okay. I mean, I had a lady last week who she had this pair of earrings that she lost one. Um, yeah. And they were so like sentimental to her. And she just really liked the kind of the style of them. And she sent me like pictures and she was like, oh, yeah. is there any way you could try to like recreate these or something similar? Um, and like, I am trying to find, I'm looking for like the charms that were on the earrings. Um, okay. so hopefully I'm hoping that I will be able to like recreate something very similar, not the same, but very similar yeah. to what you yeah. had. Um, Ooh. and it's fun, you know, it's, it's kind of like, it's kind of a little adventure, you know, going off yeah, and trying to find, yeah. um, and then I have another customer who she has like a favorite necklace that broke and she said she brought it to a few jewelers and they were like, no, I can't fix it for you. Oh. So she sent me a picture and I was like, look, I'm not a jeweler, but I've no problem giving it a go. Like just if you want to send it to me, I'll see what I can do. Like it might not look amazingly perfect. Like it probably won't look perfect, but I pr will probably be able to fix it so that you can wear it at least. And she yeah. was like, oh my God, yeah, totally. So oh. yeah, I'm, I love doing that. Um, and even like, I had a lady who, um, she had like lots of old jewellery that, you know, it was just kind of sitting there. She was yeah. going to like get rid of it and it wasn't really her style. And yeah. so what I did was I just took a few of the pieces apart and made more kind of delicate pieces out of them. Nice. And she, she said she loves them now. She's like wearing them every day. And so, yeah, like I'm totally up for that if anyone ever has like, something that they just it's not really their style anymore because you know the way like your style can change as you yeah as you grow yeah. as you get older mm -hmm. you can go in and out of things so yeah I'm totally off for doing that if anyone ever wants me to um yeah recreate something Amazing. or yeah well I'm definitely going to send you something then I'm excited for that I have some old things and like you mentioned people fall out of love with some of their old things but you can also re-gift them to people, so that could be quite a cute Christmas gift. But it's also personal because it's from you. It's something you owned and loved previously, and now you're going to give it to someone else. So that would give it a new lease of life. Um, we'll definitely post the link into the podcast notes so the listeners can find you and get in touch because I think it's a really good idea and coming up to Christmas this is something people will definitely be interested in looking into um, and like we mentioned a lot of people are having a clear out right now so they might find things they never knew they had or old pieces of jewellery sounds um, good yeah so now moving on to my favourite part of the show and it's all about cats so can you tell us a little bit more about your lovely cats? Yes. So um, we have Uma, who we didn't name. She was a rescue cat. Um, she was a wild cat. And okay. um, we, when we adopted her, they were like, her name is Uma Thurman. And we were like, oh, okay, <laughs> Uma Thurman, the actor. Yeah. And we didn't yeah. really understand why. Uh, but now we realize it's because she has these really big eyes. And so we think like someone must have named her because like Uma Thurman has really big eyes. So, yeah, um, we call her Uma and she is a very peculiar cat. 
she um, she looks very peculiar um and she also has a very strange personality but like adorable oh. personality she's so cute she's um really like fat and fluffy um and so we think what happened was that she was attacked by dogs and okay. so she and um, someone took her in they found her and she was like in very badly injured and so they the charity that we adopted her from they're amazing and um, so they brought her back to health and she was being fostered and then so she needed like a forever home and yeah. so we saw her on like I followed the charity on Facebook and I just saw a picture of her one day and I was like oh my god she's so like weird looking I love her please can we adopt her and so yeah um we got her I think it was like about May, May or June. Okay. Um, and yeah, she settled in really well. Like she took a few days to kind of become comfortable and get to know us. And, um, but yeah, she's, she loves, yeah, I think she, I think she's happy here. And um, yeah, she, she kind of likes, you know, obviously having her own little territory and um, because we do have a dog as well, Ivy, who's quite old now. She's 13. Oh. Um, and so Ivy will kind of like, keep her distance um but Uma's always kind of like you know kind of looking out for her to make sure that she's keeping her distance um so she so she has her little area that she sticks to and then Ivy kind of sticks to her own area so luckily there haven't been any issues um oh that's good yeah um and what can what else can I say about Uma um yeah so she I'd say she probably never really played with any other kittens or cats before. Okay. Um, yeah. So then, and like she didn't really have any interest in toys or anything. Like we tried when we first got her, um, she literally would just like stare at the toy and then just walk away. <laughs> um, now she was very, she loved affection and like cuddles and like she'd come up mm. and sit on your lap and she loved being rubbed and stuff. Um, mm. But so then we got Lou who my brother's friend's cat had kittens and they were looking for homes. And so we said, we take, um, we take one of the kittens and then Lou, because she grew up with her brothers and sisters, um, was very, very playful. Mm-hmm. And so Uma, when we first brought Lou home, Uma like was kind of like hissing at her and just like, yeah. didn't want to know basically was like what are you doing here go away this is my house <laughs> um but Lou was just like obsessed with Uma just like wanting to play with her the whole time so Aww. we kind of had to separate them for a while so yeah. you know it was to out of fairness to Uma and so she was comfortable we kind of separated them so they had their own like rooms where they like slept and whatever um, and like we kind of like gradually like let them get used to each other um and the smells of each other and stuff like that um and so Lou Lou then actually got really friendly with the dog um so Ivy's a big like she's a sheep dog um and Lou's this tiny little kitten but she'd be running around chasing her tail and Ivy's so gentle she wouldn't even like react so Ivy Ivy and Lou like they're actually like the best of friends now um, they actually sleep in the same room now. Um, That's so cute. Yeah. Um, and then recently, so we did. We were trying to keep Lou inside while she was like, you know, before we got her vaccination and stuff. And um, mm. just because like we live in the country and there'd be, you know, potentially there could be like wildcats and stuff around and other animals. So we were keeping yeah. her inside as much as possible. And now she's been vaccinated. Gradually, we're letting her go outside and explore and whatever. She loves climbing the trees. And... Um, and so Uma, Uma's home is the garage now, and that's her like territory. Um, but she has a cat flap to come in and out because she loves to go hunting at night. Um, so she lives up to her name because Uma Terman is in Kill Bill. Oh my god! I didn't think of that. Oh, and it's so true. Like literally, because we had her, we had her in the house when we first got her. And like we had her in the house and then we gradually moved her to the garage. But like literally the first day we let her outside, she like brought a mouse to the front door. <laughs> and she's such a killer. Like she's constantly oh, no. catching mice. <laughs> so then 
I don't know how it happened, but I think my dad showed Lou because she's so they're so clever, as you know, cats are so clever. Yeah. She showed Lou. He showed Lou how to open the cat flap with her paw. So then we'd open, we'd leave her out, and then two minutes later we'd be like, "Where is she gone?" And she'd gone into the garage to Uma, and she's literally like tormenting Uma, no. jumping on her back, like just trying to play with her the whole time. Yeah. And like Uma didn't know how to play and didn't really understand I don't think why she was playing with her but yeah. like over time like she's like enjoying it now so they're like they like respect each other they I think like Lou realizes like there's a certain amount that Uma will take and then she'll be like mm-hmm. okay now that's time to like have a nap now and just relax <laughs> but it's really cute to see them like because like Uma's about four times the size of Lou and, and it's so cute to see them playing but Uma still has her space like Lou will keep Lou like inside or out in the garden as much as we can because Uma does like her own space um so yeah it's kind of interesting just to see the different personalities in them and stuff and I just think cats are so fascinating they are and we briefly spoke before recording today but you did have another cat. Um, I don't know if you want to speak a little bit more about your previous cat. Yeah, so she, Evie was her name and she was like, I to be honest with you, I kind of had a fear of cats because we always okay. would have had dogs growing up. And I, yeah. like, if I was ever at a friend's house and they had a cat, I was always a little bit wary because I, I don't yeah. know, I just didn't really know enough about them and I'd never really been exposed to them. So, um, I would never have like petted a cat or I would have been nervous of being alone with a cat. I don't know. I I was just afraid they were going to like scratch me or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then my, um, my good friend, Joanne, um, she is a veterinary nurse and she, they had a little kitten handed in two little kittens actually. And Mm. they were found like in a field. Um, they're about two days old. And so they were nursing the kittens, um, and looking for homes for them. Very young. So, so young, yeah. They think they maybe were wildcats and mm. the mum just, I don't know, didn't, wasn't able to take all the kittens with her or something yeah. happened and, you know, one just got left behind. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, a lovely girl called Neve was fostering them um, because she has, she has so many cats um, and a lot of the cats have special needs. Okay. Um, she has a page, a Facebook page called Buttons Legacy. If anyone wants to follow it, it's, it's so cute. Okay, um, I'll definitely. But she, yeah, do because she gives she gives really good advice as well because oh, she's so good. experienced with cats. Okay, and with with adopting cats in particular. Um, oh, brilliant! So she she actually like fostered the two kittens um, until they were about eight or nine weeks, and then we we adopted them. And um, yeah, so. Evie was our lovely little um, feisty little kitten and Ripley mm-hmm. was her brother. Unfortunately, Ripley died. He had a sort of a congenital issue. Um, yeah. So uh, we had to put him to sleep um, mm. very, very early on. Um, God love him. Yeah. And then Evie, Evie, we had her for about 18 months. And oh my God, she just like, we were obsessed with her. We never knew how like loving a cat could be and how like yeah. affectionate and how yeah. like just funny, like the things that they do, they're just so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and like no one in the house really liked, like thought they would like cats. And we're all just like converted now. We absolutely love cats. Um, and then unfortunately, just at the start of lockdown, um, she kind of disappeared one day. Um, she was very adventurous. She used to love like going on little um, outings during the day, but she'd always come back and, you know, jump up in the window and we let her in. But then one day she just didn't come back. Um, so we did look for her as much as we could, but because of the lockdown, it was it was quite difficult. Um, and we think what happened was she got like killed by a wild animal, maybe a fox or a buzzard or something like that. Mm. Um, so we were devastated, absolutely devastated. Um, 
And so she, like, she'll always be my little firstborn kitty, you know, like I, I still think about her every day. Um, and then we were, we were kind of unsure. We thought it might've been a bit soon to get another kitten, but then yeah. we saw Uma and she was looking for a home and we just said, look, it was the middle of lockdown. <laughs> I don't even yeah. know like why or whatever, but we just said, look, we'll take her. And yeah, I mean, obviously we're still devastated about Evie, but yeah. just it's I, I'm just so happy that I've discovered how amazing cats are because I think yeah. I'll just always have cats no matter where I'm living because they're oh, just good. so amazing they are they're so unique they have funny personalities they're so loving and healing do your current cats have any unique or funny quirks about them I know Uma is a bit of a hunter and likes to get mice <laughs> She, um, I suppose with Uma, she, uh, she's obsessed with my mom. So, um, yeah. like if my mom is like in bed, she'll just literally hop up on my mom's like stomach yeah. and she's so heavy that my mom oh, is literally yeah. like stuck there until <laughs> like, or, like I have to come and like physically take the cat off her because she like pins her down. And it's so, it's bizarre. Like she, I don't know, it just depends on her mood. Like sometimes she won't even want to be like petted. But then if she's like in that kind of mood where she wants like human contact, she literally just jump up and plonk herself down on you and (laughs) will not let you move anywhere. Um, And she, yeah, she's so cute. Um, And then Lou, she's just very... uh, yeah I suppose she loves climbing trees and it's really cute but then like she'll get up and she I think she kind of panics then so she'll start like crying and then you'll come over and then I'll try to like take her down but she won't let me take her down I think she just likes the reassurance that I'm just like standing there watching her and then she'll find her own way down um but yeah she's so cute and she she um she loves doing like the little you know the little kisses that they do sometimes yeah the little she'll do it with yeah she does it with Uma and she does it with the dog Ivy and uh, she does it with me sometimes if she's feeling like it Um, but yeah she's so cute she's very um, she is very independent Um, but she she'll let you know when she needs something Um, yeah I, I'm sure everyone who has cats, they just think everything they do is just hilarious. So yeah, I'm constantly like taking videos and yeah. I'm that annoying person who's like, do you want to see a picture of my cat? <laughs> and <then> I, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I love just seeing like, seeing Lou, you know, getting older and stuff. It's like, I hope she stays as playful. She might not, but I hope she does stay as playful as she is um, as yeah. she gets older, you know. And it's lovely that she has that bond with Ivy as well. That's so sweet. And they must be so different in size. Oh my God, yeah. Oh, like she's about like 10 <laughs> times the size of her. It's hilarious. <laughs> like we're just waiting for the day when she like literally jumps on her back yeah. and just like walks around on her back. Oh no, you'll have to take a video. Yeah, I'm going to, I'll send you a picture. There's a really cute one we have of, um, it's like a shoebox was on the floor in the kitchen yeah. and Lou jumped into it and was just like sitting in it and then Ivy's like sitting on the floor and Lou is just like staring into her eyes it's so cute Aww. yes please send it and um, what would you say is the best thing about owning cats I think um I think for me like we've we've always had dogs but they've always been quite like big and like kind of like um kind of outside dogs I suppose really they like I've obviously been always very affectionate towards them but I've never had that feeling of like having them on your lap let's say mm. um and I love that like if you're just like watching tv and like I love if Lou or Uma they just like run up and like hop up on your lap and just like go to sleep and it's just so comforting and yeah. like I think they can just be very as you said like very healing um especially if you're like living on your own or I don't know if you're having a bad day. I think just having someone to look after is really nice as well. Yeah. Because it kind of like takes you out of your own mind. And I think I like I do feel very like maternal towards them. Um, yeah. 
And so I don't know, it's just it's, a, it's that kind of feeling of like that bond that you have with them. It's really, really like special. And I've I don't think I've ever experienced it with with dogs the same way. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. They are very different to dogs, aren't they? They are. Different pets. You previously mentioned that the cats had a positive impact on your well-being. How so? So <clears throat> I suppose when I when I wasn't working um, and when I, I was spending a lot of time at home um, and I live in quite a like rural place. So it was, it, it can be kind of isolating and lonely. Yeah. Um, and I think definitely just for companionship, animals in general, like pets are amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and just having like a cat um, just even like the comfort of like, because they're so fluffy and like even if they don't want to like sit up on your lap all the time just you know petting them and you know feeding them it's just something that I think like it can as I said it's like distracts you from your own like thoughts and what's going on in your life Mm. and it puts the focus on to them and they're so innocent and they're so like they're so happy to see you and they're so like it's like unconditional love and um and their life is so simple, but yet they're so content in what they're doing. Yeah. Like literally cats, like they'll just eat, sleep, play, hunt, whatever. Um, yeah. And they're perfectly happy doing that. Um, yeah, I think they just have like a very like calm nature. And I think that's really, really helpful when you're feeling anxious. Um, it's kind of soothing to have like an animal in your presence. And yeah, I found they like they really helped me and um, when I wasn't feeling good so if our listeners want to find you and your business online where can they find you so the best place to find me would be at my instagram um it is kitch to the core so k-i-t-s-c-h the number two the core and um, t-h-e-c-o-r-e um I possibly will be setting up a website in the future, but at the moment, um, the best place is if you ever want to contact me about anything, anything at all. It doesn't have to be to do with uh, the jewellery. It could be anything at all. I'm always there to answer or to talk. Um, so send me a message there. Um, and if you want to have a look at the jewellery, um, I post every couple of days normally on that Instagram. And then there'll be a link on there to my Depop shop where um you can buy if you want to buy anything um but yeah that would be the main that would be the place to get me at really perfect and thank you so much for talking to us today jane it has been interesting and amazing thank you i really enjoyed it me too thank you so much michelle